Say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America. Hey, good morning, my friends. A little bit of road trip inspiring music here from uh, Joe and Woody and the boys of the road crew. Roadcrew66.com. Check it out if you need a theme song for your adventure on Route 66 of the back roads of America. Or if you just need a a little road trip inspiration or a bit of an uplift this morning. Hey, uh, we have a great program for you this morning. We're going to continue talking about our 160 miles of smiles odyssey in western Arizona. Uh, Last week, we uh, traveled from the 1923 Partridge Creek Bridge west of Ash Fork, Arizona. We made it all the way to Kingman. And today we're going to head down to the Colorado River. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the history, great places to see, great places to eat. And since this is an interactive program, I will hope that you chime in with your two cents worth. Love to hear from you. A couple other little items uh, we're going to be doing today. Going to start doing a little something for travel writers. Uh, people who dream of being travel writers, people who are travel writers, people who are successful travel writers, and people who are have visions of becoming travel writers dancing their head and they're just getting started. Eh, more on that in just a little bit. Kingman is my adopted hometown. I've been here, well, off and on since 1966 and pretty much, well, full time since about 1983. And the town's kind of grown on me. It's... Uh, changed quite a bit over the years, but uh, Kingman is one of those places, even in the song, Get Your Kicks on Route 66, it's a stop on the way to someplace else. Well, Kingman's more than just a stop on the way to someplace else. It is a destination, and it's fast becoming a major destination. Uh, If you drive through on Route 66, Andy Devine Avenue, and if you're over 60, you probably know who Andy Devine is. And if you're under 60, you might want to do a little bit of homework. Andy Devine was a uh, quite a celebrity and a diverse character. And uh, you can get a crash course or an introductory course about Andy Devine by stopping at the uh, Mojave Museum of History and Arts in Kingman. They have a whole exhibit to Kingman's native son, if you will, favorite son, even though he was actually born in Flagstaff. But the Route 66 corridor in the historic business district 
uh, it's picking up steam. You're starting to see some progress, some good changes. Uh, things are starting to happen. Uh, Garibaldi's down between Third uh, and Fourth Street. Uh, great place for lunch. They're uh, going to town there all the time. Catered meals for groups and for travelers. Uh, the 1909 Brunswick Hotel next door, a Swiss developer has bought that, and it's been re being renovated. The poor old Hotel Beale in the same block, well, it just languishes. I don't know what we're going to see happen to that. But you talk about a storied history. That old hotel has a direct connection to Charles Lindbergh, Amelia Earhart, Buster Keaton, gosh, and lots and lots of history in general. Most of the, the revitalization, if you will, the uh, phoenix rising from the ashes of neglect and abandonment, most of that is taking place uh, on Beale Street, downtown Kingman. April through October, they have uh, chilling on Beale, downtown Kingman, informal. Just if it's got wheels, show up. It's a car show. It's live music. It's people setting up their chairs. Uh, enjoying the restaurants, the wine bars, the, the uh, microbreweries, and just just having some fun. And uh, it's on Saturday afternoons, April through October, third Saturday of the month. Now, Beale Street has really, really made a turnaround. It's, uh, as I mentioned there just now, it's uh, great restaurants, great wine bars, uh, microbreweries, eclectic shops. Thanks for a great stop. Barbecue, I mentioned in the introduction of today's program, Barbecue, Floyd and Company down on Beale Street. Gourmet wood-fired pizza, excellent. But their real claim to fame is barbecue. And I got to tell you, I've eaten barbecue all over the United States. This is some of the best. Damn good, damn good stuff. Over there again on Route 66, there is one special place. When you're coming in, but on that block, 3rd to 4th Street, uh, peek your head in the door. And if you're old enough and uh, got a few minutes, pop in for a cold beer. The Sportsman's Saloon opened as the Palace Saloon in 1907. And the old place is sure wore at the heel. But that is a living time capsule. That is territorial era Arizona. It's really something to see. Just down the road a piece, as you continue west, you'll come to the... Uh, uh, and Dunton Motors Dream Machines. Dunton Motors Dream Machines is uh, opened in 1946 as Taylor Owen Ford. And shortly after it was purchased, uh, after it opened, it was purchased by N.R. Dunton. Uh, N.R. had quite a reputation. We'll talk more about him as we continue our trip west. But keep that Dunton in mind. The Dunton family still owns the property. Scott Dunton is the... Uh, president of the Kingman Route 66 Association. His father, Roy Dunton, is the D in Mr. D's Route 66 Diner. And if you happen to be traveling in the summer and the heat's a bit much uh, in Kingman, you uh, simply turn left, head south on Wallapai Mountain Road off Route 66 at the Dam Bar. In 12 miles, 15, you'll be up in the pine-forested oasis that is Wallapai Mountain Park, Wallapai Mountain Lodge. Okay, now, Route 66. Uh, 
there's a great little section of Route 66 that's often overlooked at the railroad depot, 4th Street. If you cross the tracks on 4th Street, follow down a couple blocks, you'll notice the road kind of bends to the right across a little narrow bridge. You follow that and stay on that about four miles. It'll dead end out there. It's a paved road and you'll have to come back to town. That is an amazing drive. That is actually the National Old Trails Road from 1913 uh, through 1926 and then Route 66 until about 1937. Even the railroad bridges still have Santa Fe on them. And I have postcards from 1918 that show that uh, those railroad bridges there. The only difference between the 1918 picture and today, the road is paved. Pretty neat. Uh, the other alignment, the old, newer alignment of Route 66, if you will, is carved from the canyon wall opposite that old alignment. And uh, that would be the uh, last incarnation of Route 66. You follow that out past the Powerhouse Visitor Center, uh, Mojave Museum of History and Arts, and then sweeps out into the canyon. Uh, keep your eyes open. There's a lot of things. Uh, there's a part of the old Metcalf Quarry. You'll see a big pit along the road where they've carved out stone. Metcalf had several quarries, and the stone was used to build things like the 1904 Elks Lodge, Mojave County Courthouse, and other buildings in Kingman. Uh, as the road continues, you drop out of the canyon into the uh, Sacramento Valley, and you start running parallel to I-40 and the railroad tracks. There's quite a few little, little uh, tangible links to some fascinating history. Now, there's you'll cross a railroad spur near Dan's Auto Salvage, and I don't know why. Uh, the railroad has not used that for 70 years or more. And uh, yet, when they built I-40, they had to put a overpass for that railroad. That little spur line is part of the Arizona-Utah Railroad that was in uh, 1899. It was a spur line from the little siding there at McConaughey, which is where Crazy Fred's truck stop and all that is now over towards uh, the mining town of Chloride. It's a really interesting chapter, but we'll have to share that for another day. As you're driving along Route 66 parallel to I-40, you're going to find uh, Dan's Auto Salvage. That was a Whiting Brothers station. Uh, you'll see remnants of old truck stops, things of that nature. Uh, Dan's Auto Salvage, Whiting Brothers, it's where I used to catch the school bus when I was a kid. That's another story. Miss Maggie, you know, that's the spirit. Push enough buttons, something will happen. I like that. Uh, uh, you'll have to cross under it at the uh, stop sign. Crazy Fred's truck stop is fascinating. It has never been upgraded. It is an old school truck stop. I don't know how the thing stays in business, uh, but it's been there since the early 60s, and it has changed I can't find any changes from when I was a kid back in the mid-60s. It's a very rare thing. And then kind of off to the side, there's a little bar. It goes by different names. It seems like it changes all the time. Basically what it is is a uh, roadhouse. A lot of topless dancers, things of that nature. It's a, a questionable, shall we say, a little seedy place there off the road. Uh at the stop sign just past Crazy Fred's, you'll notice Route 66 continues along I-40. 
that will dead end just a mile or so down the road. That is post-1952 Route 66, which interestingly enough follows the valley cutoff for the uh, National Old Trails Road, which was the predecessor to Route 66, and Yucca, Arizona, down a few more miles there, was a pretty big junction in the teens because to get to Phoenix, it was a, was a great shortcut. You would cross uh, the Bill Williams River where Alamo Lake is today. But for our purposes today, what we're going to do is follow pre-1952 alignment of Route 66. Uh, and then this was also the National Old Trails Road from 1913 uh, to, uh, 1926 at the stop sign, you turn right, you go under I 40, the, the, the official name for that road that cuts all the way across the Valley, roughly paralleling the old, uh, Arizona, Utah railroad is Shinnerump road. Well, you know how people like to bastardize names. It's, uh, locally it's referred to as shiny rump road, but I digress. Uh, once you get past I-40, there'd be an, a junction, intersection. It's pretty well marked. Turn left, and uh, that will take you down the old alignment of Route 66. Uh, you'll find a, an old house. There's an old truck sitting there from the 1920s. That's really the only vestige of, of old Route 66 you'll find in that area. That is the campus place. It was originally the Oasis, uh, roadhouse, restaurant and gas station back in the 30s, and then it was the headquarters for Campus Ranch. But uh, the first couple miles of this drive, Campus Ranch really stands in stark contrast to urban development, uh, uh, cancerous growth of suburbia, if you will, and uh, some modern industrial places like Little Debbie's, uh, cakes and uh, pastries, uh, shipping and dis- shipping department, things of that nature, FedEx, uh, the first hill you come to is called Seven Mile Hill. There's a little curve and grade there. And you get a feel for Route 66. Now, this is my old stomping grounds. This is kind of where I uh, cut my teeth. We moved out there. My pa bought some property sight unseen. We were living in Michigan at the time. And before he mustered out of the service, he, it was kind of a boondoggle. He bought some property on site unseen out there in the Sacramento Valley. They were going to put malls and all this other stuff. And uh, another story for another day, but it took us a couple of years to find the property. Meanwhile, my dad bought the so-called model home, which was right on Oatman Road, Route 66. The house is still there. The garage my pa and I built from tearing down the old Episcopal church and a few other things. I was out there a couple of weeks ago and the old swayback roofs finally collapsed. The old garage is just about gone. I guess I'm that old. Things I built falling down. Uh, a little bit trace of the suburbia, but boy, it was something growing up out there. I learned to ride a bicycle on this stretch of road. At that time, there was no real traffic. Uh, I learned to drive trucks. We had to haul water out there, and then we hauled in other stuff. And they, all of us kids, long before we had a driver's license. We were pushing old trucks up and down the road and down some of the dirt roads out there. So Route 66 figures kind of prominently. Got lots of stories I can tell you about that valley, but uh, suffice to say that uh, it was different. My pa always said the people that were out there, a lot of them were dry roasted nuts. And uh, 
some very, very unusual characters had settled out there. It was very sparse. Our nearest neighbor was uh, oh, two, two, three miles down the road. But uh, just as an example, we had this one elderly couple. They were somewhere between 60 and 200 years old. They were probably about five foot tall if they laid down. And they had decided uh, they'd moved out in the desert simply because they decided they didn't want to wear clothes anymore. And uh, they'd pull up in the driveway and my mom would see them come in and she'd run us kids in the house and they'd sit there in their truck naked as a jaybird talking to my dad. And boy, there were some strange folk out there. Anyway, as you continue up the road, the road starts to climb into the beautiful but very, very rugged Black Mountains. And uh, here you're going to find the uh, sharpest curves and steepest grades found anywhere on Route 66. Keep in mind that, incredibly, this road was in use until 1952. And in 1939, over 1 million vehicles a year were clocked on this highway. And after the war, that number increased exponentially. And as bad as the road is, even though it's paved, it it's replacement. Uh, on the east slope, uh, or the west slope of the mountain, uh, if you're driving, you probably won't want to do this because you're going to be hanging onto the steering wheel and having to pay attention to the road. It's very narrow. No guardrails in a lot of places. Precipitous drops. But if you look to the left, as you're going down the left side, you'll see an old road with cable and post guardrails. That was the National Old Trails Road. That was the road followed by Lewis Chevrolet and Barney Oldfield back in the 1914 Desert Classic. That was the National Old Trails Road. The road you're driving on is Route 66 and the National Old Trails Road after 1921. And even though the grades are somewhere around 12 to 14 percent or better, the old road had grades of 26 percent. Meanwhile, as you're going up from east to west and you start climbing into the mountains, the first place you come to is Cool Springs. Now, Cool Springs has been rebuilt, recreated, if you will, to a uh, its appearance in the 1930s. Quite a history. In our Dunton that I mentioned previously, he built this as a uh, service station garage complex about 1926. And then it was sold and, and expanded all through the 30s and 40s until there was cabins, a restaurant, quite a complex there. Then when the highway was bypassed in 1952, well, it fell on hard times and it stayed open, on again, off again. 1966, it burned. Then it was uh, kind of rebuilt as a movie set for the movie Universal Soldier. They blew it up, and then Ned Luchner bought the property and restored it to its appearance now, where it's kind of a gift shop. And with Thimble Butte in the background in the Black Mountains, I tell you, Stevie Wonder cannot take a bad photograph. Just absolutely astounding out there, that country. If it's cool enough and you're ambitious enough, directly across the road, there's a, a nice hiking trail about a mile, pretty steep and a lot of twists and turns, but it goes up on top of the mesa right across the road. I guarantee million dollar views. And just about a mile uh, east of Cool Springs, you'll see a road on the left side of the road that turns off, drops down really rocky. And if you're ambitious enough, take a little walk down there, two, three miles. That's the remains of the old King's Dairy. Now, the road begins its, its famous twist and turns, what they call the Arizona Sidewinder. 
And uh, you'll come to the ruins of a place called Ed's Camp. Uh, that was my first job. I used to ride my bicycle up to Ed's Camp, worked for Ed Edgerton, taking care of his tomatoes, cantaloupes, watermelons, helping out in the gardens and whatnot. Ed was the proverbial desert rat. I think he had an allergic reaction to soap. But he had come out there about 1919 uh, from Michigan and was involved in mining. He was a geologist. But he found that there was more money in the pockets of tourists. So he set up Ed's camp there at the National Old Trails Road and then Route 66. Before uh, uh, people climbing over the grade, it offered a place to stop. He had a little rough cafe, a few cabins, uh, rock and gym mineral souvenir shop, things of that nature. Uh, Ed was, was, was a really colorful character, taught me a lot about the desert. And it was quite a, I was a little young to appreciate the great opportunities I had in working for Ed. Um, cool spread. I should mention that Ed's camp really has a history. If you notice at Ed's camp on the right side of the road, there's a little gateway that has an LM. That means little meadows. There's a spring there, an artesian well. And, of course, that was important Native American trade route. It was important to travelers in the 1850s, like Lieutenant Beale. His first trip through there, and then they started using uh, Union Pass to the north, but Sid Greaves and some others. Uh, Father Garces camped there purportedly about 1776 during his expeditions. And on the left side of the road, if you look in the brush, you'll see what looks like a Model T remnants. That's actually an old Buick. The old Buick that uh, Ed Edgerton drove out from Michigan in 1919. Well, the road does twist and turn. It's more of Z's than S curves as it climbs to the top of Set Grease Pass. Look on the left side as you get near the summit, you'll see a series of stone steps. There's a pullout parking area, series of stone steps going up the mountain. That is Schaefer's Fishbowl Springs. It was a source of water for people, overheated radiators. And uh, kind of neat. At the summit of the pass, man, the views are spectacular. To the east, you have the Wallapai uh, Mountains. There's a backdrop for the Sacramento Valley. And to the west, you can see the Colorado River Valley and into California and Nevada. Uh, you'll find a few ruins there at the top of the hill. There was a few cabins on the uh, uh, west side of the uh, summit. There's a little clearing. And on the east side, you'll have uh, the remains of Snell's Summit Station, a little gas station, ice cream parlor and whatnot that uh, did pretty well in the 30s and 40s. Uh, for a little bit of tidbits, Walt Disney's Charlie the Lonesome Cougar was filmed there at Snell's Summit Station. A lot of the scenes were shot there. Then the road drops down the other side, and it does drop and twist and turn. And uh, one curve was so sharp that the early Pickwick buses, uh, the Pickwick bus services became Greyhound. They literally had to back up the highway into a clearing to make the curve. It's that bad. Uh, not much left of Gold Road. You can tell it's there. The mine is still going there. They've buried a lot of stuff under the mine tailings, dating to about 1903. This was a pretty prosperous and busy mining camp. Story we'll share for another day because we are getting close to the end of our time, and I sure don't want to spend too much uh, beating my gums here, but Gold Road has a real colorful and interesting history. Uh, for a while, the mine was offering tours through one of the old drifts, and they had a sign there for a photo op. 
get, getting your kicks under Route 66. And then we twist into Oatman. Oatman is classed as a ghost town, but it's pretty damn lively for a ghost town. Uh, sometimes on weekends, it seems busier than Times Square on New Year's. One of the claims to fame is the boroughs have free reign. They wander the streets. They wander in and out of the stores. I always tell people it's nice to see that not all the asses are in Washington. And uh, great shops, great people up in Oatman, Leanne Tui and April of two at uh, Jackass Junction and Fast Fannies. Uh, very few original buildings. It, the town is more of a caricature, a romanticized image of what people expect to find in a western ghost town, mining town. A lot of fun, though. They have stage shootouts in the street and things of that nature. Uh, one of the original buildings is the, the uh, 1902 Durland Hotel, now the Oatman Hotel. Uh, good Buffalo Burgers, by the way. Uh, it's kind of a rough and tumble uh, old saloon and hotel. The hotel upstairs, the rooms upstairs, is gift shops and rooms. The, the legend is that this is where Clark Gable and Carol Lombard spent their honeymoon. Well, I try not to shoot down legends, but Clark Gable and Carol Lombard married in Kingman in March of 1939, about 3, 3.30 in the afternoon, had a reception at the Brunswick Hotel, and uh, followed for Highway 466 back to California. They were there the next morning, 8 o'clock, for a press conference. So if they actually honeymooned in Oatman, they must have gotten lost, made a hell of a detour, and it was a damn short honeymoon. But anyway, Oatman, highly recommend it. The town dates to about 1902. Um, estimates are that at its peak, sometime around World War I, between Gold Road, Oatman, and neighboring little towns of Old Trails and Mazona, there was probably close to seven to 10,000 people. And today the population numbers something like 100. But it's a fun place, you know, a, a, a great place. For me, the drive. And from there, the road just dramatically drops into the Colorado River Valley, which is often the hottest place in the United States during the months of summer. I've seen it down on that river 120 plus more times than one. When we used to haul hay out of Fort Mojave, we would load it midnight because it was only 110. But right along as you're going through, you'll notice uh, the, the remains of the old Mojave Milltown Railroad from 1903. And then uh, uh, Havasu National Wildlife Refuge, one of the last natural riparian areas on the Colorado River. Great for bird watching, great to pull over and have a picnic, as long as it's not 120 degrees. And then uh, the resort at Topak, and then poof, you're back in the modern era at I-40. But cross over I-40, find a good place to take a picture of that big bridge. It now carries pipeline. It's a big arched bridge on the river. That's the National Old Trails Road Bridge built in 1916. Uh, that bridge, features prominently in the movie The Grapes of Wrath, starring Henry Fonda. And it was the first auto bridge built to carry traffic across the Colorado River north of Yuma. Before that, if you were traveling the National Trails Road like Edsel Ford in 1915, you either took the ferry or they had planked the railroad bridge and you would cross the river timing your crossing in between freight trains. A lot of fun there. Hey, I promised a little something for travel writers. 
you know, uh, I'm, I'm running a little bit over time here. I hope you don't mind. But, uh, you know, the key to travel writing is, first of all, realistic expectations. Some people make a damn good living at it. Others eke out a living. And the, the key is realistic expectations. You can make a buck or two. But one of the hardest parts about being a travel writer is the fact that you're pressed for time. You're trying to get as much material as you can in the shortest amount of time because time is money. And so having contacts, place where you can get photographs, things of that nature is a challenge. Well, I'm going to offer my services here in Western Arizona. If you're doing programs on Kingman, you're writing anything about Kingman, Western Arizona, Route 66, uh, give me a holler. I've got contacts I can put you in with people, speed up the process for you. Uh, I can arrange to get you into places. I can help you set up interviews and I can make your life a little bit easier. One of these programs, I'm going to talk about something special they're doing in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And that's what sparked this idea. But uh, I can put you in contact with, I'll save you the time and trouble of having to uh, look for contacts and uh, trying to get information. And uh, I can keep you posted on events, help you get historic photos. I can help provide you with photographs for publication. All of those things I can help you do uh, here in the Kingman area, Route 66 in Western Arizona, along our 160 miles of smiles. Uh, one more, we're going to button this up. We're getting close here, but I need to give a shout out to our good friends and sponsors. Uh, the city of Tucumcari, New Mexico, a delightful, magical, wonderful Tucumcari. Uh, the Roadrunner Lodge, a living time capsule from uh, there in Tucumcari. David Brenner has done an incredible job um, creating a 1964 time capsule with just a, just a hint of uh, modern amenities, just the things we've come to appreciate. Uh, the uh, wonderful Wagon Wheel Motel in Cuba, Missouri, the oldest continuously operated motel on Route 66. And Connie Eccles and her sister and her team have created a, just an absolute wonderful uh, place that allows for a, a bit of time travel, the very essence of Route 66 made manifest. And I'd be very remiss if I didn't mention the... Uh, zany, weird, strange, fun, quirky Uranus Fudge Company and General Store. Now with two locations, one in Anderson, Indiana, and one near St. Along Route 66 near St. Robert, Missouri. And of course, we want to shout out to Angela Moreland, the Cactus Motel. She's doing a great job bringing that 1950s motel back to life in uh, McLean, Texas. And she's also got an RV park, and I guess they're putting together a tap room and a few other locations, a few other things there. Well, uh, you know, we've run our half hour. One more, uh, I believe Tuesday morning, we have a new program. We're working with uh, producer Stan Husted to create a second podcast. This one is focused entirely on travel. Uh, our, our Tuesday morning program is a car talk from the main street of America. The focus is automotive history and then a tad bit of road trip inspiration, uh, museums, things of that nature that uh, tie in with it or historic sites. But the, the focus is inspirational people and the uh, auto industry. 
This week's program you're going to really like. It's electrifying. It's the story in the, of electric vehicles, past, present, and what I see as the future. We talk about uh, the, uh, it's a diverse program, let's put it that way. We talk about how much horse manure and horse urine was on the streets of New York in uh, the 1890s. We talk about uh, electric vehicles, uh, electric taxis, buses, and trucks on the streets of New York in 1900, uh, the first hybrids. And uh, then we talk about Tesla and Rivian and exciting changes in infrastructure and battery technology. And that will be on uh, uh, coming up real soon this week on Car Talk from the Main Street of America. Stan Husted is the uh, producer. And this podcast that you're listening to now, as well as our new podcast, they're all archived. They're all available here on Podbean, as well as popular platforms such as Spotify, iHeartRadio, the major pod, you know, podcast platforms. Now, before we button this up, let's, do we have any questions I can answer uh, about uh, Route 66 here in western Arizona, Kingman, uh, the old mining towns, Oatman, Gold Road? Anything at all, any suggestions, ideas, uh, your thoughts, uh, your impressions, if you've been to Kingman? Uh, I'm going to wrap this up with this while you're uh, thinking about that. Uh, Kingman.tours. That is the uh, website for the narrated historic district walking tours that has been developed by Kingman Main Street. Quite an honor to be involved with that project. Well, my friends, I want to thank everyone who joined us today. And uh, I hope you found it uh, entertaining, inspirational, uh, fun. And I hope you'll join us next week. Same time. Invite your friends. <coughs> Excuse me. It's always more fun when we share the adventure, my friends. See a load of a new friend. On an old road. Take a two lane. Do this again next week, my friends. In the mysteries unknown. Come sure, glad we could get together. For the ride. And uh, you can contact me through our website, jimhinkleysamerica.com. Uh, the Jim website, under constant improvement. We're making that the ultimate Route 66 and just road trip inspiring uh, and road trip planning portal that you can imagine. Well, until we meet again, mi amigos, vario, via con Dios. <laughs>